when you found the company, you know, the DNA of, of businesses is built with the first 20, 25 people that joined the company. They are basically setting the DNA with the founders. So it is extremely important uh, who you get in at the beginning. Want to boost your productivity and decision making? Get vital insights from each episode delivered directly to your inbox. A great resource whether you've listened to the episode or not. Go to benfanning.com slash insight. Welcome back to Lead the Team with number one best-selling author and in-demand corporate trainer, Ben Fanning. On this podcast, the world's most innovative senior leaders share their top success strategies to motivate your direct reports, cultivate your top leaders, and accelerate your career. Let's get started. Here's Ben. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Wow, I've got a good one in store for you today, so hang on to your hats. I've got Ronnie Zahavi, who is CEO and co-founder at HiBop, and I just found out talking to Ronnie that Zahav actually means gold. So he is the golden CEO and co-founder, and you're going to get some golden nuggets from our interview today. Now, if you're not familiar with HiBob, Bob is actually a cloud-based people management platform for fast-growing businesses that covers the entire employee lifecycle from onboarding to offboarding. We're going to dive into that crazy name and where that came from in just a second. Now, Ronnie himself has got over 25 years, that's right, 25 years of experience in multinational high-tech companies. Prior to setting up HiBob, he was an entrepreneur in residence at the Silicon Valley-based Bessemer Venture Partners. He's the strategic advisor and co-founder of Team 8 Cybersecurity, a powerhouse developing disruptive tech in the cybersecurity space. Ronnie, welcome to the CEO Sessions. Hello, Ben. Thank you very much for inviting me. I was really looking forward to um, talking to you. Yeah, so we're, I've got. I'm in Charleston, South Carolina. Ronnie is in the the uh, the area, the uh, metropolitan area of Tel Aviv. So we are crossing the world, bringing this interview to you today. So, Ronnie, the, the, this is on my mind and probably on the listeners' mind. Where did this name Hi Bob for a company come from? This is a great question. Um, and um, when, when the company was founded um, roughly six and a half years ago, uh, it, was in, um, a, it was in the HR space, people space, human space. So we were surely looking for a, a human name. And there were many names that were, uh, that were thrown out in the room. And uh, we decided to, to adopt Bob. We thought it would be at the beginning only the code name for, uh, for the project because mm-hmm. at that time we were exploring other ideas. Um, and I remember how we uh, saved the file on, on my desktop uh, and we called the file name Bob. Uh, so, and we kept Bob for, um, as, as a project and then uh, when we presented um, uh, the idea to Bessemer, uh, Bessemer were our seed investors. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the presentation, they asked us, and what about the name? Um, and we said, what's wrong with the name? Uh, so they said, um, you know, Bob, there are so many Bob, right? There's uh, 
Bob Marley, Bob Dylan, Spongebob, uh, Bob the Builder, um, and, and, and more. Um, and then we, were, we tried to buy Bob.com, the domain, but it was so expensive. Hmm. It was owned by, I think, a Mexican gaming company. So within a minute, we added uh, HiBob to um, a, and, and the domain HiBob was almost free, and the rest is history. So, so the platform name is Bob, and the huh. name of the company is HiBob. So Bob is such a name that people can relate to. You guys are in the people business, creating software for people. So having it a friendly name, Bob, makes it awfully, makes it awfully relatable. And uh, certainly, Hi Bob was probably a $15 domain versus a multi-million dollar name of Bob.com. <laughs> yeah. You know, funny enough, Ben, um, some of our clients, they added uh, Bob to the org chart. So they built um, a persona uh, <laughs> under a name. And uh, Bob is the chief a culture officer. Uh, chief messaging officer. So they took it to the extreme. Um, a, you know, wow. Bob is a persona, is part of the, the, the importance of the platform in the ongoing, um, a, the way they manage the people on, on a daily basis. Yeah. Well, so next question is going to be a follow up to that. Uh, I want to give you a shout out because I noticed immediately Josh Burnson included you guys in his annual report for 2021, stating, that uh, Hi Bob is one of the darlings of the HCM uh, marketplace, which for those listeners, that's human capital management. So it's a fancy word for HR system, right? It encompasses, encompasses a lot. And Josh Burnson does a lot of amazing research and analysis and has a lot of rankings that come out. So you guys are really making a splash. Now, to me, HR technology, uh, I've worked for Fortune 500 companies myself, isn't necessarily new, right? The technology has been around for a while, but you guys are making a splash. What is it about Hi Bob that is making such a splash? And what is the impact that you're all hoping to make out there? Sure. Um, and if I'll follow on Josh Belzin's comment um, in his publication and his, uh, in his blog post, mm -hmm. uh, first of all, Josh Belzin is the darling of the HR tech. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's sort of a king uh, queen maker out there. When it, when Josh exactly. is talking about somebody, people start paying attention. Mm. So well, he knows us for uh, from from the early days. I think I met him mm. first time in 2017. But the nice quote about us, and I think it will help me answer your question. Mm -hmm. He said that um, Bob is the Instagram of the HRS or has Instagram experience in the front end and work day at the back end. Ooh, and I think this ooh, okay, I like this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This definition um, tells the story of, of Bob. So I think um, when when you when you ask about a business and you ask about why do we exist, where are you in the um, in, in, in the in the competition landscape and this market has I would say hundreds, maybe thousands of players, different kinds of players all around the globe. I think it goes from, from the first question that we ask ourselves why we're here. Mm -hmm. We're here because we believe in making an impact 
on the way people work in the modern world. When we wake up in the morning, what we think is, can we make an impact? Uh, we don't want to be yet another HIS. We want to lead something different. And the way we do it is by helping companies, our customers, uh, put their people first. And by creating the ultimate employee experience um, a, a for, for the people. Um, so when you think about it, it's not only about sorting out payroll or time off or PTO or uh, the other um, uh, elements, which is part of HIS, which mm -hmm. we call system of record. So you have to record um, your employees somewhere, right? Yep. Their ID number, their, their home address, how much they are making, blah, blah, blah. Uh, uh, we try to be more than that. And we have created a new category uh, six years ago. Uh, and uh, if you do fast forward, creating this category really helped us to be a mission critical platform for businesses during the pandemic. And we define this category as system of engagement. So it's not only checking the box on the, 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 the records that you have to, uh, um, uh, to store uh, and, and to help organization focus on, it was beyond that. And system mm -hmm. of engagement um, has uh, interaction with the other persona. It's not only the HR manager or the finance, it's the employees, the team leaders, the line managers, the C-level. Um, so this new uh, definition in the evolution of um, a HIS mm -hmm. uh, was an idea six and a half years ago. And today, I'd say it's a best practice for every modern business. Um, and, and, and we see it with um, you know, the many hundreds of customers we win on, on a quarterly basis. Um, we have more than 2,000 customers, all of them great logos uh, from different uh, parts of the world. Mm -hmm. um, so, so we are in a very crowded market but we try to do something different, uh, something that uh, solve the challenges that uh, modern businesses are facing these days. Yeah, my impression and what you're saying and what I've heard about it is that HR systems are usually for the managers. They're for the CEOs to roll all the data up and look at what's happening, right? And then maybe transactionally get the people paid. It seems like you're trying to design a system that, yes, gives them that, but hey, also the employees are our customers too. How can we make it better for them? So if I'm an employee and I'm listening today, what, what me as an employee, like what would I get out of your system? So uh, let's follow the employee journey. First of all, you are a candidate, right? Uh, the company is planning in their uh, headcount planning to mm -hmm. hire individuals somewhere. Um, so your first interaction with the business as a candidate, it, in many times um, makes the decision whether you are, wh whether the company is the right option for me as a candidate or not. <laughs> so obviously the, um, you know, the, the job description with um, all the requirements, but it, it, it is missing the social aspects the, the, the stuff that are really relevant 
and very important these days about culture, about the DNA of the company, sure. about the people. Yeah. So think about the following. You do your onboarding and part, sorry, even before the onboarding, when you know about the business, um, you, you know ahead of time uh, about the, the, the employees' hobbies and superpowers. Uh, so for example, there is, a, there is a group of people in the company that are um, doing marathons. So I want to be part of it because I do marathon ah. by myself. So, or, so basically give them like the affinity groups right out of the gates. They're saying, hey, I've, this company's got some marathon runners. I'm a marathon runner myself. Or they you know, order adventure travel or yeah, reading mutters or Spartan races. Uh, and, uh, and they can see that. And of course, endless um, yeah. pets. Right on. Um, how, what kind of pets they um, you know, people in this camp. So think yeah, about everybody's got golden retrievers in that company. I want to work for them. Exactly. Because <laughs> yeah. you like dogs and you would yeah. like to bring okay. the dog with you. So so the experience, the employee experience start as a candidate. Cool. And yeah. then when you do your onboarding, so the day you get to the office, you already know which groups you think you should be part of and or you would like to be part of. So this is about hobbies, same goes for superpowers. Same goes for um, your horoscope uh, group. I've seen crazy groups. <laughs> I'm a Libra. Um, yeah, so it gives point, an example. I love that. It like gives them the inside track because yes, there is, you get to that point, you, you've already taken care of the pay, right? Everyone, they like the matching pay, matching benefits. But what can sort of tip them into joining your company and staying with your company or with the people that they're going to be working with at the time? And so allowing them to get plugged in early uh, to the culture, to the people, to their coworkers, sounds like a great, a great let piece of technology. Give, let, me, let me give another example, Ben. Yeah. Uh, DNI, diversity inclusion. Uh, I mean, it, it is uh, six years ago. It was only buzzword. Today, it's 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 a best practice. You have to follow. Sure it is. Yeah. You have to build your business according to to set set of criteria or parameters that you would like to accomplish. So again, think about the experience. You need to plan, okay? How are you going? You are you are going to diverse your your teams, the, the site, the organization. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so so the ability to have an embedded component that can help HR and managers because HR yeah. they are only HR. Uh, they're doing a very important job, but at the end of the day. Um, the managers are the right or the most relevant people um, and have um, the highest impact on employees. You join companies, you live because of your managers. So how do you empower managers to yep. do diversity um, and to give them indication about employees at risk because at attrition risk because um, all of a sudden, I don't know, they're, ap- the, they're absent Absenteeism patterns are indicating that something is is not there yet, or or um, they, they a, an individual change too many direct reports uh, in the past six months, so it may put this individual at risk. So think about the people analytics uh, as well as the engagement component, and now you can imagine why it is different than the um, the legacy payroll systems or mm-hmm. the legacy HIS system that were built yeah. to support finance or HR and not the entire organization. Pretty cool. 
Yeah, I really like that. It's so important to give the people who are making the decisions at the ground level the information. And it sounds like Hi Bob does that, right? Where you have these managers out there, they're working, they don't, they don't have a ton of time to sit there and analyze their team and wait around for reports from the corporate environment, but they can go into a system and boom, button, they can understand the landscape, the candidates, bring it all together. Sounds like a winning platform for them. Now let's let's deep dive a little bit more into your interesting background, Ronnie. I don't I don't want to get away from that because you've got quite. I mean, you're you've sort of got a corporate mindset serving those clients, but also this entrepreneur entrepreneurial mindset. What, from your standpoint, is the bit of advice that you'd give your younger self, and uh, and why? Get a simple tool to approximate your cost of turnover in 10 seconds or less. Right now, go to benfanning.com slash turnover. Did you know the average cost of turnover is $235,975 per employee per year? If you're like most leaders, you don't know your number. Go to benfanning.com slash turnover right now and download the simple tool to start getting a handle on this catastrophic cost. So um, I'm uh, 56 years old. Um, and 56 I, years young, Ronnie. Young, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right on. I'm, and what does it mean? It means that um, I was in the crisis of 2000, then in the crisis of mm. 2008, and then in the crisis of 2020. And maybe we are in the middle of another crisis, 2022. You know what's happening in, in Europe these days, um, and if I need to yeah. summarize mm -hmm. the 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 I would say <laughs> the comprehensive overview about about different generations. Um, first of all, um, a, being an entrepreneur uh, is the most rewarding job ever. Why? Because when you build something out of nothing. Mm. Um, it's it's endless. It's like an art. It's like you know yeah. um, uh, being a musician. Um, and and uh, entrepreneurs or tech entrepreneurs, um, on paper, they they identify a problem. Hopefully, it's a big problem, and hopefully, the problem is so big that um, uh, there is no real solution or maybe partial solution to the mm -hmm. problem. And and then you try to solve the problem. For, uh, for your customers. So if I need to summarize what tech entrepreneurship is all about, is a, a problem solving. Um, and then the, the more you listen to, um, uh, to potential customers or when you already have customers and you learn about the problem, about the, the influence, the implications of, of the problem you try to solve on their business or you know, uh, retaining the employees, uh, improving the the, mm -hmm. the the conversion on 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 website. I mean, so many directions, um, and it's and and it's it's a big market because um, um, when you when you try to solve a problem and it's a niche it's a niche problem, then you're taking a big a big risk because. Yep. If it's not a big problem, or you miss the 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 the, the, the solution for the problem, then 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 you are at risk. The bigger the market is, the more options you have to pivot 
and yeah. to try to tackle the problem from different directions. So, so my first advice to entrepreneur, number one, um, you have to be extremely, uh, a, 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 extremely a, a, a enthusiastic about uh, mm. solving problems. Sure. And number yeah. two, choose a big market. The bigger the market is, uh, the, the higher chances for you to build something big, number one. Number two, team. Surround yourself with um, a great people, great team. When you, when you found the company and then down the road, when you found the company, you know, the DNA of, of businesses is built with the first 20, 25 people that joined the company. They are basically setting the DNA with the founders. So it is extremely important uh, who you get in at the beginning and how the dynamic and how you define your values. You don't need to write it down, but the interaction between the individuals creates or set the tone about the, 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 the DNA of the business, uh, who you bring in. And the one that you hired, they will hire uh, their people based on the criteria, hopefully, that, um, that was important for you. And, and, and you start with 20 and all of a sudden you are, you are a business of 200 employees or 2,000 employees or 20,000 employees. So people yeah. is important. Mm-hmm. And the third one mm-hmm. is the technology. Why technology is only the third one? Because if it's a big market with a meaningful problems, as well as you have a right team, then, then most likely you'll be able to solve the, technically you'll be able to solve the problem with the, the people you have around the table. So these are the three criteria, market, Big, great team, great people, uh, and then uh, and then the technology to solve the problem. A lot of a lot of great wisdom in there, and I have not heard it put the way you stated it, with how the first twenty hires you make set the date, set the DNA for the company, and I think that's that probably makes people be a little bit more careful with who they're bringing in versus just bringing in their cousins and brothers and sisters uh, to help help <laughs> run but actually being very careful in that selection early on where people might just be trying to pull people in, pull, pull bodies in uh, to help do the, help handle the workload. They're really being intentional because say, Hey, I'm, I'm building something and they're setting the DNA. They're going to be hiring more people and uh, don't just make that whimsically that decision. Yeah. And, and, and by the way, Ben, it's relevant for, for the entire journey. Um, so it's not only about the, the foundation team. It's, it's relevant um, when you grow. Uh, mm-hmm. and, then, and then my next advice to, uh, to entrepreneurs, when you hire your, your leadership, the management, your management team, the one that are around the founders, always look for um, individuals who, are, who have, um, a, I would say, um, a very wide shoulders so they can be the CEO of what they do. If you hire a CMO, think about the CMO as the chief executive officer of your marketing. Mm. If you hire a CRO, think about the individual. Can he or she uh, be uh, the, 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 the chief executive officer of your uh, business organization? or customer success, or human resources, 
um, or uh, finance. So yep. surround yourself with um, strong people. Don't be afraid to bring strong talent around you. Don't be afraid to be challenged by them uh, because, because they will help you um, and, you know, take your business to the next level. Um, so, so it's not only at the beginning, it's very important, but it's ongoing. Um, and obviously, um, when you get to different steps and milestones, when you grow the business, then you always should ask yourself, do, am I surrounded by the right people? Can they help me get to the next level? Can I scale my business with them? Yes or no? That is such powerful advice for everyone listening. It reminds me of the old, the old Jim Rohn quote is that we are the average of the five people that we spend the most time with. And I believe that applies beautifully to what you're saying because you're like, hey, you know, you're going to be limited in the growth of your company if you don't have the right people. And that affects you as a leader directly because, you know, who are you going to be delegating to? If you don't have if your HR person isn't the HCMO, you know, person, or, you know, if they're not the CHRO, uh, if, if they're not the C-suite leader of their group, you're going to be taking on that work as the CEO and that's going to limit your growth. So making those hiring decisions just sounds so important. Now, so kind of taking the other end of the spectrum, we've been talking about the hiring side and obviously in your, in your description of hi, Bob, you, take them from onboarding to offboarding. And so let's talk about the offboarding stuff. My company spends a lot more time on that end of the, or like while they're, while they're employed and also on the offboarding side, we spend a lot of time quantifying the cost of turnover, the catastrophic cost of turnover. And this, according to our research can be over $235,000 per employee per year, because it goes way beyond just the cost of hiring. Do you believe Ronnie, mm -hmm. that this is a cost that companies should be tracking for themselves. Yeah, you know, it's it's such a big issue these days. Uh, we all read about the great resignation. Yeah, I think in 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 um, in January, uh, three point something million uh, employees changed their job in the U.S. only. Um, so I think the question that should be asked is why it is happening. Um, um, yep. Why attrition become uh, a a big a big challenge for uh, for organizations, uh, and I would say that the main trigger um, for uh, for for the great resignation is directly correlated to um, to um, to the 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 impact hmm. of um, of the of the pandemic. So. What happened during the pandemic? Um, there were things that were relevant for decades. Your father and my father and ourselves as well. Um, and, and we were used to work you know, nine to five, work full time, work at the office, work in main cities. All those themes changed within two weeks, uh, exactly two years ago. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so um, about... More than a billion employees on the planet uh, were forced to move from working at office to work from home. And, and it has a lot of implication because, uh, you know, the uncertainty, 
um, the, the the lack of interaction, physical interaction between people. How do you manage your people if you don't have physical reaction with them, um, interaction with them? Uh, how you onboard employees uh, that you that you have never seen before, um, and and many many other challenges. So so the situation created big post pandemic, and we are seeing the results right now that the 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 criterias. For, for for individuals um, had completely changed um, a, a, and they asked themselves today um, what are the, the key criteria for me as individual when I decide about my work and about mm-hmm. my life together because life and work are combined more than ever because of the pandemic you work from home right so so And we did a, a, a you know um, a deep research with our clients with the market trying to understand what were the main criteria for employees and it ends to three uh, interesting results a uh, number one was a, a pay so you try to improve uh, your uh, compensation package especially if you are at the beginning of your employment journey yep. so um, <clears throat> And you'll be surprised about them, the next two. The second one was flexibility. And, and Ben, if I need to summarize in one word, how, what will, how the future of work will look like, I would, come, I would uh, loud and clear talk about flexibility. So flexibility means that um, what is the level of A flexibility the organization mm-hmm. the manager uh, the, the policy that the, the organization uh, organizations have uh, that can be relevant for me is it uh, five days a week at the office like before two years ago mm-hmm. is it hybrid is it work from home work from office work from anywhere uh, so flexibility will be a big issue and companies will That will not be flexible enough they will suffer and they will uh, face a very high turnover um, in the future and the third one was culture or mm-hmm. culture fit so today you ask yourself what does it mean to work for this business um, yeah. what are the real values that I believe in? And I would like to be part of it and to make friends with people who hopefully share the same value like me as, as individual mm-hmm. um, so so flexibility um, and, 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 and and the relevancy of, of culture uh, for for individuals um, and the relationship with the with the managers these are the main topics that drive the decision whether I stay or Or I move um, yep. the company is taking care of um, balancing between life and work when I'm working from home or not uh, is this company has um, a, 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 a the right diversity that I'm expecting to have when I get to work yes or no um, what's the policy um, around um, you know uh, a, a returning back to the community so yep. so are they really doing active things to give back to to the community and So those topics were kind of nice to have um, uh, five years ago. Uh, today, they are the ones who really impact 
uh, individuals to make a decision whether they stay or they move to the next one. Yeah, I love that. And those are three elements. I think every every leader can ask themselves. You know, your list leaders, you're out there listening right now. You've got pay flexibility and culture fit, according to Ronnie there, uh, and. You know, the things that are that are so challenging, I think, right now for leaders on this front is pay you can quantify. You can benchmark pay. You can look at it. It's, it's easy to compare. Flexibility and culture are a little bit tougher, yet no less important to prioritize. And so what I find is if you can't quantify it, sometimes it's hard to get it on the radar screen and get it prioritized in the company. And so Ronnie, what's your advice for a leader today who's like, you know what, what Ronnie's saying is making a lot of sense to me, but I really feel like we're not, I don't think we're really prioritizing flexibility and culture fit around here. What's your advice for sort of a mid-level leader who's like, hey, I, I got to get somebody's attention around here? Yeah, two things. First one, um, before you think about attrition, think about retention. So mm -hmm. you already have uh, a your your darlings working for you right your employees your number yeah. one asset pay attention to them yeah. make sure that you listen to them make sure that you um you monitor their their um, their attitudes either by running surveys or one-on-ones or okrs or there are you know hundreds of tools to do it but make sure that you do it and you and not just checking the box that you allocate the right attention, your, man, your management attention to do so. Um, retention is goes first because if you spend time and understanding why people leave, um, maybe you're not flexible enough. Um, yeah. I, you know, I heard um, a, you know, recruiters and sources that um, whenever they, they follow a post on, on LinkedIn where um, a, a senior manager talks about getting all the team back to work five days a week. This is for them, that's an opportunity to source candidates because nobody wants to go and work five days a week in the office. Yeah, they're so listening. Really, they're like, uh-oh, he said those words. Yeah. We're going to get some great employees uh, out of this company. Yeah. So first retention. Scary. Retention. And retention is, yeah. is it's been done by every. This is not an HR task. Retention is managers, direct managers, because they have the ongoing interaction with the people. Second, you know, when you think about attrition then and, and retention, look for the right tools, look for the right technology out there that can help you um, analyze, streamline, automate, um, and, and help you uh, focus and be on top of the right things because your time is limited. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. other uh, platform, obviously, I'm biased, but I think uh, HiBob uh, as an HIS uh, does a fantastic job in enabling uh, customers uh, or companies uh, to use uh, the most advanced technology out there from people analytics um, and amazing uh, tools that um, uh, allow managers, mm -hmm. team leaders, to interact with each other, we talked about the uh, you know the the clubs, the the you know the the hobbies, the superpowers. But these are all small examples. So make sure that you have uh, the right people management platform, and I suppose to run your people only with payroll platform. If you think that your 
your people are your number one asset. And if you believe that retention is key, and if you don't want to spend so much money on uh, just hiring and hiring and hiring people, then uh, treat your people with the best technology out there. And payroll is not enough. Um, we offer, Hybob offer uh, a full suite, uh, a full people management suite. Yep. Um, as an example, it's, it's, it's the right platform. There are many other uh, players out there, but um, look for the right technology to help you um, and make sure that um, you do a great retention on one hand. And on the other hand, uh, you make sure that uh, you are not dropping the ball and all of a sudden you have a you know, um, high uh, attrition rate. Yeah, I love that. It's really great things to think about for all leaders. Ronnie, I mean, I've got, I've only gotten halfway through my questions. <laughs> we're going to do, we have to do a follow-up here. Uh, so wrapping this up here, uh, so many, so many great ideas for the listeners to be thinking about today, but what's a tool or gadget that's contributed to your success that listeners could go out and purchase? Yeah, some, um, I can't call it gadget, but, um, you know, I'm still maybe old school, um, I, I like to read and I read a lot. Uh, I'm an early morning guy. I wake up early at um, around about 5 a.m. And I have um, almost Same an here. hour, an hour and a half yeah. to read. Okay. Uh, about different topics. Read or listen to podcasts. Uh, and I think you're doing a fantastic job in, in, your, uh, in your podcast. Thank you. Um, Thanks, Ronnie. Uh, so open your mind and try mm. to observe as much as you can. If you are curious, uh, if not, just listen to music. And the second one, um, you know, it sounds obvious, but um, I'm a great fan of um, a, my iWatch. Um, iWatch, okay. And, and um, he's my, um, my companion. Uh, so uh, I look at it. Um, I pay a lot of attention for uh, the time I need to breathe, to stand up, to do my yoga classes. Gotcha. Uh, okay. So, so, you, uh, so your Apple watch is giving you notifications throughout the day. Do you program that into the watch to notify you or is that something yes. that's giving you automatically? No, no. I, 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 I set it up uh, okay. to, to adjust it to my, uh, my daily work and, and how I balance between work and life. Work-life balance is important for all of us. All of us. Mm -hmm. um, it's relevant, so pay attention to it. As individuals, think about your um, your people. Make sure that they know how to balance their life and, and the work. So good. Ronnie, thanks for coming on the show today, my friend. Ben, it was a great pleasure. Uh, and I look forward to connecting again in the future. Um, and you have an awesome podcast. Thank you for inviting me. Thanks, Ronnie. If you're an executive at a crossroads in your career and thinking about quitting, do this before you do anything else. Head over to benfanning.com slash quit to receive a free signed copy of my number one best-selling book, The Quit Alternative, The Blueprint for Creating the Job You Love Without Quitting. You'll learn the critical questions you must answer before you make such an impactful decision. Go to benfanning.com slash quit to get this valuable resource for just the cost of shipping. Ben Fanning is a number one best-selling author, Inc. Magazine columnist, and CEO of the Fanning Group, an international consultancy and corporate training company. To learn how they can help your organization, go to benfanning.com.